Welcome to True Mental Health. I'm Crystal Crawford. And I'm Dr. Janine Kraft. We're here to have unique conversations about what really creates mental wellness. After years, decades of seeking, seeking what could create more ease in life and trying every modality possible. Crystal and I crossed paths and realized we had similar missions. A mission to have conversations about what creates ease, what creates well-being, and what renders us truly functional. If you know something else is possible, maybe completely different than you've ever been taught, join us on a journey to uncover what creates true mental health. Hi, everybody on my end and everybody on Instagram. We are live. This is True Mental Health with Janine Kreft and I, and welcome. What's happening? What are we talking about? What are you doing? What are we talking about? What's your name today? Oh, my God. Okay. Well, something that's been coming up lately is a lot of my audience has been asking, what is the difference between my ego and my intuition? Because as people are really starting to kind of get clear on wanting to listen to themselves, there's some confusion regarding what that sounds like and what that is. Okay, so tell me a little bit more about the difference, like from your point of view or psychology's point of view about ego and intuition. What's wrong about ego and what's right about intuition? (laughs) Right. Oh, yeah, because that's the underlying theme here. But folks are talking about like, well, we do need our ego from a psychological point of view. But to me, ultimately, ego functions from judgment is really where I'm starting to see it. So ego is everything that's telling us what is right and wrong and good and bad. Versus intuition being this kind of mm, whisper of a knowing that doesn't function from judgment or fear or any really electrical charge, I would say. I'm so unorganized today. <laughs> there we go. You got I'm both so your just, mouthpieces. I anyway. My mouthpiece is like down in my crotch. Okay. It's hard to hear me. It's a good thing I wasn't talking. <laughs> You're welcome. Everybody. Ego, intuition, crotch. Okay. 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 So good. Did you have something there? No, what? Keep going. Okay. Um, Okay. So ego, judgment, right, wrong, good, bad, charge, really energized, intuition, this kind of whisper, this knowing, this kind of wise elder that doesn't have a charge to the information. Now, what I was talking to my folks about is when you've had a lot of unresolved trauma or your nervous system is in this kind of chronically dysregulated state where it's really in a fight or flight, it's really challenging to differentiate what your intuition is saying, right? Because if you're going into all this nervousness of thinking about worst case scenarios, or you're kind of a bit of a paranoid response, then we're not really hearing what is actually true. Yeah. So, so what's a what huge is, contributor? Here. So what, what are your thoughts about all this? About all this very serious, significant stuff. Crystal, tell me. Sorry, I'm trying to be serious. I know this is a serious show. So serious. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. To me, it's gotten a little complex. And I think this is our best attempt at trying to articulate almost the inarticulatable, you know, it's like our best attempt at going, okay, we've got this part of us that wants to like think everything to death. And then we've got this other part of us that knows things. And, and then we kind of try to go into our head to 
navigate the use of both of those parts. And well, when do I use this part? When do I use this part? Mm. Instead of getting like, instead of what I find much more nurturing, which is this being, knowing, perceiving, receiving space, which yes, okay, it's more nurturing, but also very much less articulatable. It's like, how do you talk about a being? Well, you more can like experience it and observe it and have it than you can talk about it. Very, very similar to the wind. It's like, how do you, you have to talk about the wind in relationship to what it affects. Um, You can't actually really talk about the wind that much. You can talk about what it's composed of and like, but for the most part, you're talking about the wind in terms of it was a windy day or Mm -hmm. my hair got messed up by the wind or Mm -hmm. I love the feel of the breeze on my face instead of, well, how do I know like when to have wind and when to not have wind? And like, well, you just, it's either windy or it's not. and, And you're in the mix with the wind sort of thing. So I think that's like where we've attempted to like brainify something that you can't really, you have to, so, and, and to me, like, and I will promise I'll let you talk. I'm just, you know, you're fine. I talk a lot. Um, yeah, no, no, you go. <laughs> no, well, I was like, as you were talking, I'm like, I, I literally had the visual of like trying to grab onto what you're saying. I was like, what? Like, and so yes. that's kind of what I was getting until yeah. you used wind to reference it. And then I was like, oh, I, I get it. Right. Like I didn't need to hold on to it anymore. I just understood what you were saying, understood versus. Yeah. And I think that's what you're saying about the ego into or trying to. Yeah, you grokked it. I would say that you yeah. more grokked it than understood it because under even understanding is kind of this like I got Wait, it. What's like, the difference? OK, so grokking is from the book. The, the word is from the book um, uh, Stranger in a Strange Land. And I can't remember the author's name. But anyway, that's where that term comes from. And it's to describe what the alien had as an experience which is well on his planet they just grok things they didn't need to explain things talk about things mm. organize things they just grok them or they don't grok them and that's it like you and, get it yeah like you just get it you okay. grok it so yeah so that's the thing about when you when you do finally find an element in nature that like articulates something that you don't you can't articulate any other way that's then it's like ah that So yeah, exactly. We've tried to like intellectualize or from a brain point of view, mind point of view, understand something rather than really looking at what is this and grokking it, like getting it, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. which is really getting the energy of it rather than intellectualizing something, which actually kind of breaks it up into electronic pieces, where it's like an acoustic wave. You just have it. Like when you you've got the electronic components of something, which is what understanding and thinking does. And then you've got the acoustical thing that occurs where when you're in music, for example, you just are immersed in it. You, you experience it, you have it, you are it almost essentially. Um, So it's just that the difference between those two things, I hope that's helpful to somebody out there. (laughs) It it is because gosh, I was like, uh, I'm like, I had something and then it went like, it literally flew away. But I I was getting that, I guess with psychology in the sense of where it's almost created this separation of things is where it's like, well, this is when you're an ego and this is when you're an intuition. Right. And so versus what you're saying is, you know, kind of this symphony or musical where it's just constantly constant like flowing all together so it's like really is ego and intuition separate is that true is it a lie is the truth with a lie attached 
Yeah, it's like, are they are they our best attempt at describing something that you can only perceive or be, you know? So like mm-hmm. if we if we even broke it down into like or when when we're talking about so like okay, I'll ask you. So when we're talking about ego, you said we're talking about like where you judge right or wrong. Basically mm-hmm. where you judge. Ego yeah. is where you judge. Okay, cool. And intuition is where you be. Mm-hmm. No, perceive, perceive. So what I would be looking at is instead of trying to figure out, which is let's put that in ego land, instead of trying to figure something out, which is all thinking, what would it be like to function in your life from being and knowing and perceiving and receiving, which really is kind of the best articulation I've ever found for what intuition is. When you're functioning from intuition, you're functioning from different senses. You're not in your mind. You're not thinking. You're not judging. You're like guiding your, it's a different guidance system, I guess. Um, Whereas when you're thinking, you have to go into immense amounts of judgment to determine things. Mm -hmm. And and that's, and so if you do want to use those two words, maybe that's an um, easier way of getting kind of how it works so that you can kind of look at, well, where do I want to live? And what would it be like to function as more of this, if that is easier on your body, if it actually guides you with more ease? Um, I guess kind of where people could get tra- or caught up is like when you can't seem to access that intuition, like when you can't seem to access what you know, then what? And to me, that's where the tools of access consciousness are so helpful because then you can really go, well, look at the choices in front of you and go, well, which one gives you more of a sense of space, mm-hmm. um, et cetera. Well, yeah. And it's kind of like, then the next step is folks then go into a lot of doubt of what is the difference, like doubting themselves and then needing to also judge, well, is this my intuition talking to me or is this right? And so there's all this versus just. So they go into ego to determine if whether or not intuition yeah. is actually functional. Yeah, like, no. <laughs> if we were going to use the first words. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like, what is that? Like, what did it take to trust you? And I know you've also been having this conversation lately, this idea, because I think this is yeah, really relevant. Yeah, I'm going to do a whole show on that later, later on trust, because it's a huge, huge thing. So so what? So if, I know you're doing a show later, okay, and if you just like kind of something yeah. about that, it's like, what has facilitated you towards trusting more of that, trusting your intuition or just leaning into listening to that? That's a good question. I guess for me, the pain of not trusting myself was enough of a motivator to start learning what it would be like to trust myself. Cause it was, it's really painful to live doubting yourself. Like it's painful. It hurts. Um, I don't know what changes for me exactly. I, I think I said this on some other show before, like I, my team actually asked me to do a show on doubt and trusting yourself. This was like almost six months ago. And I was like, I don't remember a time when I doubted. Cause I, now I just really function from that. Like, yeah, yes, yes or no. And I just go with it. And it's always 100% of the time meeting me in great, you know, future building directions. Um, but there was a time when I did doubt myself and, and I think it was the pain of that, that really like made me look at it and go, am I actually going to live like this for the rest of my life? I think that's the thing we don't ask ourselves. We think that like doubt is an innate part of being on the planet. It's just innate. We're just going to doubt ourselves. It's like, we're, and we're just not sure. You know, I hear a lot of 
women especially kind of do this energy of like, I'm not sure. I don't know. It's never mm-hmm. true. But then we keep ourselves in that kind of disempowered surface position and we yeah. never allow ourselves the the richness or the the richness of of really knowing. And so I don't know. I don't know what changed it for me. I just know it's some I mean I was I was constantly like riddled with think overthinking and over analyzing. And um at a certain point I had some conversation with somebody that was like well, when are you going to allow yourself to know? And I don't think at that, up until that point, I had realized that I wasn't allowing myself to know. I think I just thought that this, you know, this is just the way it is. I grew up this way. I was constantly overthinking things. My mom overthinks things, you know, everyone around me does it. And, you know, you get asked kind of the right question at the right moment. And you're like, God damn, when am I going to give myself that sort That is something I can give to myself. That is something I can choose. Jesus, what would that take? And it's in those moments that you do actually choose something else. And it is, it can only occur through a choice like that. Yeah. Mm. So, well, it's like anytime that you've asked me that, like, what do you know about this? I'm like, what do you mean? You know what I learned about it? Like, cause I can tell you what I've learned about it. And I've learned this is the right way to do it. And this is the wrong way to do it. And like, this is what everyone else outside of me says. And that is so well ingrained that it almost felt like cocky, cringy. If I were to say, no, this is what I know. So then I go into, yes, yes. And then if you get into an access consciousness class or a facilitation, the facilitator would ask you, well, then what would it take to be what you judge? Because the only things we're not willing to be are the things that we judge, right? Like, so if we judge that it's going to be cocky or it's going to be arrogant or, none of those are awarenesses, none of those, some of, they're all decisions of what, you can never be and must also, you know, like you can never be this, but it's like, well, okay, well then well, what would it take to be willing to be it? Cause what I started to hear in access consciousness classes was like, you're always going to limit yourself by what you're not willing to be. Mm-hmm. So that stuck with me. Cause I was like, I don't want to be limited. So again, it was like the, the, the pleasure of being unlimited kind of kept pulling me forward. Cause I would so much rather be unlimited than limited. And if what I'm not willing to be is limiting, I'm like, well, fuck it. I'll be it. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. so I would take those things that would come out of my mouth, like cocky, arrogant, whatever, too different, um, too much. And I would put them into an access consciousness clearing of like, what would it take to be willing to be this? Cause if it doesn't mean that I will be that, but if I'm willing I can have all the choices that what I've decided a cocky person would have. Yeah. Well, isn't it also partly that some people will perceive you as cocky, like even if you're not being it right. And so that's kind of part of willing to be it. Is that that? decided? Yes. Not only will they perceive you as such, they'll judge you as cocky. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't, I think that's another thing we're trying to protect ourselves from is we don't want to know we're surrounded by judgmental people. Mm hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We are. We are. People judge. That's what they do. People like family. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and people even like in, as I was mentioning to you earlier in the spiritual community, posing as like, you know, spiritual light and love. I was like, that's under a lot of judgment, however, that you're saying that this is the right way to be. Yeah. Anything. It doesn't matter what it is. Anything that's touting their way as right is doing judgment. That's it. But even judgment's even included in consciousness, though. Like consciousness includes everything and judges nothing, including judgment. So they're still included. What what I've had to look at is how does it work for me? 
mm-hmm. to be doing a lot of judgment. How's that working for me? Let me tell you how that worked for me. I was constantly doubting myself. I was constantly in overthinking. I was stressed yeah. all the time. I was, I needed more bars than I can possibly count. I, I was depressed. I was sad. That's how judgment was working for me. It wasn't creating more money for me. It wasn't like making my life happier. It wasn't creating any of the elements that I kept kind of going after. So I was like, well, okay, so what's it going to take to give up judgment as a point of view? Like, so I would then discover where I was doing judgment. And I was like, well, the opposite of judgment is allowance and being willing to be what I judge. That's the opposite. So I was like, well, I guess I'll be that. Well, I judge this, this, and this. Okay. Well, I'll be it. (laughs) So if any, like if any of you guys want to hack an access consciousness hack to being what you judge, here's how it goes. What energy space consciousness and choice can me and my body be to be fill in the blank with your judgments as cocky, as arrogant, as too much as I truly be. Yeah. Cringeworthy as I truly be for all eternity and everything that doesn't allow it times a godzillion, I destroy and uncreate it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Go to theclearingstatement.com to find out what that crazy statement is. But that has been one of the fast tracks to changing this for myself where I stop functioning from like trying to figure things out and I actually get mm-hmm. access to what I can choose because that's the thing we rob ourselves of when we're doing this other thing. Well, there's something about, um, you know, I guess because it's so maybe entrained in us to function from judgment that it seems odd to not, or it still seems it is odd. odd to not. But I think that's worth talking about. It is yeah. odd. Yeah. Everybody's doing it. Totally. Literally everybody. Judgment is trending. <laughs> And it's not just like a short trend. It is like no, it's black jeans. For it's trillions awesome. of years. <laughs> like it's never goes out of style. Everybody's yeah. doing yeah. it. I think we should say that. I yes. guess it never yes. goes out of Not style. judging makes you it's a classic. So, so fucking different. It's a classic in your closet. And is yeah. it really, do you want to keep that classic? Do you really love like How's it? It doesn't fit so well anymore. You know, I've changed. It's, it's not actually the way that like, 50-ish percent of us on the planet really function. Yeah. I didn't, like, if you, if you like, have you ever met a baby that comes in, like, judging everything? <laughs> or a dog. I mean, great. Yeah. Why would you even say that? Of course not. They don't come in like that, right? Yeah. But then we learn to. And so we think, so we think what we think about that. Like, well, everybody else is doing this, so I'll do it too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the folks that don't want to judge or not function from there. Like, well, I can't be that different. I can't be that weird. Or people are going to judge me for not judging me. So it's like, let me judge. Yeah. And so then what's the antidote? Well, I mean, access introduced me to this idea. Well, what if you could just receive judgment? What if it didn't mean anything? Oh my God. Like (laughs) that's still, that still sticks to me in the sense of just, I'm, I'm, it's like, I get it cognitively. My body, my nervous system hasn't figured that out yet. So I'm like, God, what does that take to just not make judgment real, relevant, significant? I think it's a process. Like, I, I mean, I, I haven't found it to be an overnight thing. I've been playing with these tools of getting more access to what I am beyond judgment for almost 10 years. And I still yeah. have these pockets, you know, where that particular note, I know all the other judgment isn't real, but this one is definitely real, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I said it, I feel it, it's real. It must be true. Yeah, but I keep experiencing these pockets and I keep going around them and discovering there is actually space on the other side of these huge, sticky, clunky 
things that I mm -hmm. did make real and I keep finding the space on the other side. So I've had enough experience now to know that if I'm faced with this pocket of judgment, okay, I do know, even though I can't feel it or see it yet, I know there's something on the other side of this. So, you know, it, what we're, I think the invitation is, it's insane because what we're inviting you to look at is like, is it possible that there's a reality beyond anything you've been told or shown? Mm. And if you haven't been told or shown it and you don't have any proof that it exists, you only have kind of this pull inside of you towards different kinds of things than other people are choosing, right? You're just kind of pulled forward by what? Mm -hmm. By your intuition, by whatever's pulling you, you know, then at some point you do have to kind of go, well, I'm either going to, I maybe I, at some point you're either going to have to like continue to trust yourself and just hope yeah. you don't die. Cause I think underneath it all, we're like, I don't know where I'm going, but I hope I don't die. Or sit down in the middle of what everybody else is doing and try to make that work for you, you know? Yeah. I'm curious what, because so my mind will go to, or and I'll hear questions about this too, is like the extreme, like in the sense of, okay, so if I'm not functioning from judgment, but what about like horrific things in life, like abuse, like, yep. you know, physically hurting other human beings, like what, then if we're out of judgment, well, then people just you know, run wild and be crazy hurting each other, I guess, because it's like, because we're out of judgment. There's, yeah. So I mean, there's, there's lots of people that do judgment that hurt other people. Yeah. I think what you have to really start to, you have to have a come to, I call these come to Jesus conversations. Like you have to have a convert, come to Jesus conversation with yourself and really look at, are you going to run wild and kill mm -hmm. people if you have all the power? Is that really true about you? Somewhere underneath everything I'm, I see over and over that those of us who are interested in these kinds of conversations somewhere deep down believe that if we gave ourselves that much power, if we actually took the shackles of judgment off, that yeah. we would destroy things. Like I, I've seen that a lot mm -hmm. in us. And every single time that I get there with a person in a session or in a class, I, I look at it with them. Like we really get present with them. I'm like, okay, I know that you believe this is true with all of your being but is it? And I have had to have that conversation with myself. of like, you know, I, I had this huge, huge universe of judgment around like, well, if I'm, this was in and around the time where I started to give myself access to my ability with entities in the spirit world. Yeah. It's a totally weird thing. And I was freaked out by my own abilities. I was freaked out. Like if I actually open Pandora's box to this crazy, crazy world, like what am I going to do with all that power? Like if I, state and am in the world as this person who can like speak with ghosts like what is that going to mean about me and what what you know and you do have to kind of sit with that and, and you know there were days i would like <laughs> take these hot hot baths and just cry because i was like i'm gonna destroy everything you know and I, it wasn't funny at the time i was yeah, upset totally, you know like yeah. it's funny now looking back but so to say that that won't need to occur at some point is probably lying. You, at some point you are going to have to sit with and really look at, is it really true that you would destroy things and people with power or mm -hmm. is it true that you would create a different world? Mm. And I think that's what I see so much of is like all these unconscious programs, beliefs about ourselves that we then try to mitigate and cope with using, you know, psychological concepts and the best information that we have available and, and what really changes things, what really starts to give you more access to you is, is sitting with the thing that you're so afraid is going to destroy you and everyone else and going, are you real? 
is this really true about me or something else? Mm-hmm. Freedom. Mm-hmm. Freedom is on the other side of that. Well, it's like we're just innately in, mm, trained to just put our power in everything external. What someone else says, what happens to us, just everything else versus what we could choose or create with that. And, you know, it's almost as you were talking about, you know, this idea, like, would you really choose that? I was like, oh, that's similar in psychology would be considered kind of an OCD process is when people struggle with obsessive compulsive disorder. They have like very intense visualizations that they will hurt somebody or like accidentally run over somebody with their car or, you know, kill their husband in their sleep or something like that. Those are kind of like, so I was like, oh, it's like a similar process, what you were explaining. Presence changes everything. Presence with something and actually looking at it and wondering whether or not it's really true. And then using the light and heavy sense of things, right? Like, well, it feels true. It's not awareness, for example. Well, it feels yeah. true. Yeah, I know. I know it does. It feels like it's yours. It feels like it's true. It, it's like something you've lived with for as long as you can possibly remember. All of that I get. Is it true? And that's the thing that access is constantly, and it's not just access. There are other practices yeah. that invite you to look at things for what they are, not what you've decided they are, not how they feel, not any of that. But, well, what is this? Is it, is it true? Is it not true? Like, does it give you a greater sense of, and this, so this is where we start to train ourselves in our, a different guidance system from feelings. Cause a lot of things feel true that end up not being true, which is mm-hmm. kind of annoying because you wish you, had <laughs> feelings, you know, but it turns out you have a greater guidance system available to you that really nobody's ever shown you how to use. And, and so there, that's where I have, gotten so much more access to what's really true about me. And from there, you know, creating has been so much easier. Living has been so much easier. And to me, that's our conversation every week is like, does it make you more functional Mm -hmm. to look at things this way? Or does it, is there more functionality available from a really totally different point of view? Yeah. 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 And how's it feel on your body? Because literally every time we're going into judgment, there's some sort of almost like I'm seeing it as like this micro nervous system reaction where it's going into a little fight or freeze because it's like just like contract, contract, contract versus the space of getting out of that and letting that judgment kills. It kills everything. If you guys have never seen the rice experiment on Mm -hmm. YouTube, Mm -hmm. I love this because it's such a like a physical representation of of our conversation. Just Google the rice experiment and you'll see. and, And it's like you can take cook some rice, put it into two jars, love one jar and hate one jar for 30 days and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and really what we're talking about there is the energy of like, be grateful for one jar and judge the other jar. Yeah. See what happens. What you're going to discover is the, the rice that was, you were grateful for stays fresh and the rice that you hated rots. And the mm-hmm. same thing occurs with our beings and our bodies. So like the thing to look at is like, is judgment really natural to you or did you have to learn it? And if you can learn it, you can unlearn it. You can learn something else. You can relearn or rediscover or remember being what you were when you came in, which is like, oh, my God, what do I get to do today? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And is it even yours? Is the judgment yours? If it's not how you naturally function, is it even yours? All right, we could go like 10 other different ways from that, but I guess. Okay, let's talk about what you have coming because I'm so excited. You have a new membership starting called The Courage to Choose, which I've talked about so much and I'm so thrilled. Oh my God, thank you so much. Yes, so Courage to Choose doors open today on 2-22-22. 
How amazing is that? Oh, oh my God. So okay. for two weeks on 222. Yeah. So um, loving that too energy. So yeah, the courage to choose. Um, I'd love for you all to join if you're feeling pinged. Basically, it's just going to be this really lovely community of other folks that want to have these types of conversations, you know, regarding I feeling. I, but listen, you guys, yeah. Janine is glossing over this because that's what she does. She underplays the magic that she is. So now that I'm here live with her, I can call oh, her out on it. May I'll receive it. I think you and I, Janine, let's have a conversation about this membership and what is the courage to choose like outside of the show. Cause like there's so much care that's gone into crafting this and so much awareness that you've had about yeah. conversations you've had with people that are struggling with that next, like how do I get over the hump of actually choosing what I want my life to be like and where I can go with this. And you have just like lovingly handcrafted this membership. And I'm so proud of that. It's in the world. Mm. So maybe you and I can jump on and actually have a conversation about that. Cause yeah, definitely. guys don't let her underplay her things. You got to go check this out. It's a thing. It's a thing. I have spoken to a ton of my audience, whether it be in groups or one-on-one -on -one, and just hearing the same sort of pain points over and get over and over again of just not being able to choose or cultivate the life that they really want. And I think, you know, from 2020 beyond, it's been this kind of like major wake up call of like, I don't want to keep living this way. So what else is possible? What else could you choose? And could you choose something that you've never allowed yourself to before past the doubt, past the fear, past the scarcity, and really just consciously design your life in a way that lights you up. So I'm telling folks, you know, if you're particularly energetically sensitive, if you struggle with people pleasing, this is for you. I would say if you have a body, <laughs> She's like even more so. If you have a body and you know that this would create more for you, this is for you. Okay. I've had so many people choose my classes. Even so I've had people choose high end business coaching with me that didn't even have a business and their life changed. So if Love you that. allow choice to be illogical, allow yourself to look at this and really go, okay, will this create for me? Yes or no? Yeah. Okay. Fuck it. I'm in. And guys, it's 37 bucks. This is crazy. I tried to talk her out of this price point. So just so you know, this is an incredible possibility. And I'm, I'm grateful it's in the world. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. You. What about you? You got anything going on? I will talk about my stuff later. You guys oh, okay. can go check out my stuff. Go check out Infinite Being School for a free taste of excess consciousness stuff. And just to get involved yeah. in our free community. And, and that'll kind of get you tapped in. Join us. Okay. Yeah. All right. See you all next time. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have a request. If you found benefit from today's episode, we'd be so grateful if you would subscribe, leave us a review or share it with someone you know would benefit. Until next time.